Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. We are going to quickly go through Impact, and then we will get into the nuts and bolts of an AEW episode that I think will be interesting to discuss at the very least. And I do think it was a good episode, but I do think it'll be interesting to discuss as well. It had some moments. Right. Both good and bad. Right. Um, Impact, we're, we're heading into a Under Siege special event on their network tonight or their streaming service tonight. Um, Under Siege is not... Oh, I hope that this was named after the great Steven Seagal movie, but we'll move on from that. We wind up having pre-show. Tasha Steeles defeats Jordan Grace in a pre-show match. During our show, Rachel Ellering winds up telling Jordan is depressed and upset that she can't seem to get things right, and Ellering is telling her what it takes to be to get through these times. And it feels really weird for a person whom has been on the show for three weeks. Last year at this time, Grace was the future of this division. And now somehow we are floundering with her a little bit. And Impact doesn't normally make these weird missteps. But to me, Steels and Hogan were the future of the women's tag division. Grace was the future of the singles division. Grace has had multiple partners now trying to chase a belt I don't really care if she ever gets. And Ellering is now her mentor. And she's been here for a day or two. And Grace never looked like she needed a mentor. It was never. literally the whole thing was her point was, I will just kick your ass. And now all of a sudden, she's standing backstage wondering, what, where, where have I... She, not to mention she's got gold. She's a champ. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it really, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But, now let's move on from that. That will be a, that will be a match at this thing. We have a fantastic six-man tag, uh, number one contender matchup. And we see, it, and we see this match. It's TJP, Rohit Raju, uh, Ace Austin, AC Romero, AC Romero, and, um, Petey Williams for number one contender along with El Fantasmo. Now, the match is great. There is a weird spot where TJP kind of helps El Fantasmo walk like the Undertaker on the ropes all the way around the ring. I didn't particularly love it because he walked like several turns. Yeah. But the payoff was he's standing on the ropes with TJP's hand holding him up and he gets another wrestler on his shoulders and then they dive into a group of other wrestlers which is a lot to take in but if you're going to give me a complicated series of movements I want a complicated spot at the end yes so the payoff was fine absolutely <laughs> and it, it's a great little matchup and El Fantasmo goes over and just to keep along with the weirdness of this match so Fantasmo will wrestle Josh Alexander Yes, absolutely. And this is going to be a fun matchup. It should be a banger and a half. Are you kidding me? I, I have not been, I have been semi-critical of the door opening between these companies. I love the door opening Japan way. Fantasmo's fantastic. Getting to watch him wrestle on this show has been great. Getting to watch him wrestle Alexander should be even better. Right? 
This should be great. Now, but then all these guys that lost this match march into the Swingers Palace. And now Swinger has Eddie Edwards, his wife, dressed up like the other girls. Somehow I neglected to realize that this was the that they're dressed like the girls and they're going to have to face it. You're addicted to love Robert Palmer video from the eighties with the red belts and the black. And when he mentioned that, I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe you of all people don't remember that or didn't think I remembered it clear as day, but whatever. Right. Okay. So he winds up, they're arguing over who's going to be the tag team representative. Once this tag team matches over at the show on Saturday night between good brothers Finn juice and <laughs> I just neglected to realize that every one of those guys has a huge sidekick Shira is Rohit's sidekick AC has Madman Fulton and then of course so they all want to be tag team champs now which made sense but it was easy fix we have a tag division look all these guys have sidekicks TJP says I have a sidekick Petey Williams comes over. He said, Petey, what's the math? Petey says, I wouldn't know what the math is, but I know a guy. Comes back with the... Chain mail. Chain mail. Oh, yes. But then, of course, they all run away, right? Swinger leans down, tells Bravo, who I'm convinced he still believes is the old wrestler Bravo, not Johnny. Johnny, yeah. And he says, go get Tooney, who's a famous president, not this company's from the 80s go get Tooney and get this match set up for us <laughs> perfect swinger, man. the whole segment is perfect as dumb as it is along these lines we get the main event of the evening which is your good brother Alex, uh, Anderson versus Finn Juice they have a match it's fine Kenny Omega is the coach once again on the outside. He sees that Anderson is going to lose. He interferes this time. They get fought off by Eddie Edwards and the good guys, Finn Juice. They run away. There was a promo that set this up. The only thing really interesting about it is it was one of my favorite things I've seen Omega do post-promo. They do this weird little kind of high-five, but it's the back of their hands and three fingers to one another. Kenny looks at Gia, who is the announcer holding the microphone, and says, you want some? And he puts his fingers up, and she starts to. And he explains to her that she will not get the three-finger salute here because she hasn't earned it. And he explains to her in detail, quickly, what it takes to be a champion and how she has none of that. And he walks off. It was wonderful. Don Callis interjects after he leaves. Kiddo, don't worry about it. He's just grumpy. Consoling her, which piggy which piggybacks on a later segment where <laughs> Gia is trying to interview Callis. Uh Damore comes up, they get into it about he's supposed to be the EVP and he's doing whatever to the company, and they go back and forth. Damore storms off, and Callis turns to her and says, Hey kid, are you okay? I didn't mean for you to have to see all that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's so great. Oh my god. The slithering snake is so great. Okay. So you also got a part where 
that sets up that part of the main events. You also have a part where we have Willie Mack wound up having a match with uh, some guy with a with a really electric perm mullet, which was nice. We've seen him before. Willie Mack goes over. As soon as he gets his hand raised, Morrissey hits him. That's the match to set up. It'll be interesting to see what the formerly known, what was he, Cash? Enzo oh, and... Uh, Enzo and Big Cass, yeah. Big Cass, yeah. It'll be interesting to what, what we do with Big Cass in this company, right? Because we feel like eventually Moose winds up being the guy here. I hope so, anyway. And he and... He and Big Kaz are kind of eye to eye, and so it'll be interesting to see what what happens in that respect. Post is, I assume he'll go over Willie right here, which is a shame. I like Willie, but that's just an assumption. The nature of the business. They did have a matchup where everybody that's in this number one contender uh, faces off. We get, jeez, uh, you got all of them, man. Moose, Sammy. Um, Chris Saban. Chris Saban. Everybody's in that match. They Trey fight. Miguel. Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel gets pinned by Sammy at the end. We're setting it kind of an, I don't want to say it's a nothing because we're going to get it all again. But that's where we go from there. I think Sammy goes over tonight. I think he goes over because he already kind of had the interaction with Don Callis outside in the car by the car a couple weeks ago. And I don't think they're taking the belt off Kenny. So Sammy's the guy to go out there, be formidable, look like I can't believe that jerk won, spit in his face a couple of times. Hit him with the get even with all that belittling they've been doing of impact wrestling with a loogie or three. <laughs> and then you know, Kenny goes over and then we kick that can down the road and we'll take the belt off of him later. I think that's where they go. So off to Codyville, as as they call it. The land of the execs. VPs. <laughs> AEW, Mox versus Nagata starts it out. Dude, what I'm, a wonderful way to start a show. Just the, the whole, the first like 10 minutes of that show were perfect. Just the perfect. The, the cold open with them, the split screen, perfect. Mox getting hyped up by Eddie. Wild thing. Dude, yeah. And then, then intro, you make the heart sing. Yuji freaking Nagata comes out, legend. Ugh, they talk legend. about him a little bit. Then Wild Thing by the Trog starts playing, mm-hmm. uh, which is is a, a reference to uh, Atsushi Onita, Japanese deathmatch legend, mm-hmm. kind of like Luther, but like right, maybe right, right. a little more right, right, well known, um, because he came out always came out to cover a Wild Thing. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, I've Hendrix does before. a mean one. I don't think it was Hendrix. Yeah, but no, I'm just saying he does. Yes, Joan Jett does a good one good song yeah well that's true it helps good covers come from good songs <laughs> if most you got, of like, the time a cool voice and some style you can make it work right oh yeah oh yeah but yeah that that famous uh onita entrance where he's like walking down the rampway mm-hmm. like he's bandaged he takes out a chair sits down people are throwing trash in him he just he's smoking yeah while trash is bouncing so around dope. yeah we was watching with it a wild couple thing. weeks ago yeah because right? yeah. it's so cool right okay and, and the match was perfect yes hard yes. hitting uh nothing crazy out here doing what wrestlers ought to be doing, roughing each other up. Mox eventually hits the paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I loved about it? What? The paradigm shift. None of Nagata hit the ground. He Dude. took such good care of him. 
Dude, yes. <laughs> Every, I noticed that with, with Mox, with like certain people, he'll he'll completely flip them over and they'll just be fine. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and it's none of his head hit the ground. No problem at all. And you know what that said to me? I respect the crap out of this guy. Absolutely, yes. You know, and he's yes. old. He's a little up there. I'm not gonna take a chance on hurting this dude. <laughs> I'm gonna put him down as good as I can. Match is over. Mox retains. Mox bows to Nagata. The legend. They have a moment of respect. Nagata, Nagata bows back. I just thought it was again. It was awesome. You could have cut the show off right there, and I would have been like, perfect. Even with the things I didn't like for the rest of the episode, that put me in like the perfect mood. Yes. And then immediately right afterwards. <laughs> right. Well, you have the Sammy. Oh, actually, it's Cody promo. I think is next. Yeah. And then the Sammy uh, Ortiz Hagar. This is never over. Promo comes later. Um. Cody gets a promo. It's a little all over the place. Some people I read online really liked it. I was not a huge fan. Uh, he he kind of went into the political role. He's he has in the past mentioned that he might run for office soon. He he throws a little. He puts his toe in the water here to see if he can do it. Uh, I do not promo style. I do not think he did it very successfully. Well, he what he told us. Was he he utilized Great Britain as the evil empire uh, because his competitor had laid the flag upon him? Uh, how do we say Ogo's name again? Uh, Anthony Ogogo. Ogogo. Okay, and he said that we as a nation, our arguments are what strengthen us. He he heightened specifically areas that do cause disagreement. Um. What did you you didn't like it? I no, I did not. Like I hated it. it as well. I it was. I thought there were. Terrible. I didn't particularly care for. I got. I got what he might have been trying to go for, bringing up his unborn child and race and all of that. Uh, yeah. I understood where he was going. Tossing that up is like a prop. In the it middle there. felt. It felt thick. Yikes! I, it, 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 I as I mentioned to you in our group text. Some areas that deserve a scalpel cannot be addressed with a chainsaw. And that is what this felt like. And it felt, it just didn't feel genuine. No. And it, it's really, and, it's really weird that this is in like a wrestling promo. And the purpose of all of this was to get back to the fact that Cody will be wrestling this night as not the American Nightmare but the American dream, which is also a tribute to his dad. But bro, couldn't you have gone out there and said, my father would have never been cool with somebody dropping the union Jack on him. It would have been way better. And it would have at least tonight when we go at it, at this, when we go at it at double, double or, nothing. or nothing, I'll be wearing boots. I'll be wearing a t-shirt and I'll be wearing jeans and I'm the American freaking dream. And that would have been fine. Boom, we're off and running, right? It would have, because, I don't know, I think this feud is conceptually bad, because, I, I don't know, the whole adding UK versus America thing is so old hat. We, we couldn't have just it's had a... so old hat. We couldn't have just had... Anthony Agogo beats Cody up. They just split up his fat, they just split up his whole training facility. He just went into a fight with his best buddy. Why do we have to have a... Why the is dude's there a, dropped yeah. you twice. 
He's dropped you twice, and you can't tell me that dude brought his Union Jack to the arena. It's just, it's so. They handed him that and said, go lay it down on Cody. It's he was so like, huh? old hat, dude. Oh, and, my God. And again, even outside of, like, the, the contents of the promo, which I thought were just not very good across the board, I just think conceptually this sucks. So Cody <laughs> going out there and giving, like, a literal six-minute promo, which was almost as long as the match preceding it, where he goes out there and he gets choked up. Talking it, about how important, it, how good his his unborn daughter's life is going to be, and just like assuming that everything's going to be okay. And of course, we hope <laughs> that. Just, I yes, but it's you it's know just, what I mean. It's weird. It's, it's, it's weird. It was weird, and I don't think again. I just don't think he did a very good job addressing it, dude. Oh well, dude, and just uh, uh, okay. He he walked out there and he was like, I know people say patriotism is old hat, and I had to pause it. Because uh, I had to talk to somebody, and literally, I just the whole time I was talking to them, I had this sense of dread where I was like, "What is coming?" I don't even want to watch the next minute. Right. I don't. This is right. this is going to be sketchy. Well, sometimes too, when you we're trying to stay with me political here, but sometimes too, when you say patriotism is old hat, it refers to people that aren't patriotic in the same way you are, and that's rough right now because people are trying to figure out where they stand on all these things. And I get the whole, our arguments is what makes us. I don't know that this is the right uh, stage for that. I don't know this weird, really <laughs> subpar wrestling feud. Or that England is the one to point as the counter to the argument, right? Jeez Louise. Okay. I mean, they got lots of problems, too. I don't... Of course. B- Bucks versus SCU is next. SCU loses. Fantastic. We don't see Christopher Daniels again for a while. Uh Okay. We don't see this particular team again for a while. Uh, let's at least talk about the match a bit. Okay. I really liked. Uh, I really liked it. Just pretty much straight across the board. I really liked the "I'm sorry, I love you." Yes. Callback, which was it made me roll my eyes. And he also like, did a Randy Savage with his finger. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that a lot too. I liked it, dude. Uh, also, good lord, uh, Daniels gigged himself. Well, I didn't like that. Uh, that, I thought was, that was crazy, and it, it, to me, it took away a little bit of maybe not the match itself. Although I did feel like it in a way, yeah. But post match, this was supposed to be a moment, and when he was laying there in his blood, I felt like they knew they had to cut away because it was so crazy. And so then yeah. they they had to go to Mox. I almost wonder because I did not. I thought the, the audio was terrible. I thought in the Mox segment. I thought that the Mox. Kingston thing where they went in there and attacked the dressing room. It was so poorly done. The dressing room wasn't yeah. ready for him. I almost feel like somebody was on the thing and said, okay, we can't do what we were planning on doing here. Tell Mox and Kingston to go in that dressing room. Yeah, that, that it is really exactly. felt like that. Because initially I was like, man, they didn't give SCU any moment. But then I was like, man, they maybe needed to get him some medical attention. Right. They had to hold that thing down, clean him up. And then they hugged when they came back from commercial. So I almost, and I really killed this Kingston Mott segment the first time I wrote stuff about it. But then I thought about it. And I said, you know what? I don't think they meant to do I think that was yeah. totally off the fly. Because it was terrible. I, I had the same thought when I was watching it where I was like, we're really going to cut away from SCU to get this nothing segment? It was nothing. Well, and two, it's like it wasn't really their locker room. I mean, their clothes no. might have been in there, but they, you know, they didn't rip up anything. It was, and the promo At some later, point, with Eddie, the bu- Eddie tells Mox to go uh, blow up their bathroom, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. They're gonna come back, and, and then they do wind up cutting back later to uh, the Bucks in the same locker room, and I, I, I was fond of 
Ken Anderson saying this is where we get in a circle and do our kumbaya prayer. Yeah. I thought that was nice. <laughs> this is where we praise the Lord. <laughs> I liked that the number two contenders are getting a title shot, The who are now the number one, the blondes. He did the little thing. I thought that was well done about the da- uh, Brian Pillman. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. They challenged Eddie and Mox. To, I thought all that was well done. It's fine. No problem with it. But it was kind of strange. Along with Strange. I actually, one, one, one last thing on the SCU match. I loved the visual of the blood dripping onto the sneakers. Uh, I thought it was dope. Okay. I, I, I really do, because I don't know, man. There's like symbolism there. The blood of your, your old friend on your new expensive sneakers, and you don't care. You care more about the sneakers than you do your old friend. Right. It does. It, there is a change in priorities. Right. I'm okay with him not doing that and keeping that. Yeah, he was bleeding profusely. Keeping the that <laughs> immense amount of blood in his body. But, okay. I also like the, the moonsault that he messed up. Right. I felt like that actually added to the match. I don't know how much of that was shoot. Well, he had lost so much blood, I'm sure he couldn't really. <laughs> that Again, that, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm like 90% sure it was shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Okay, going on something that confused me. Christian Cage, he is here to outwork everyone, is giving another promo, not a match, and he's going to enter this battle royal, and hopefully he can win and get a title shot, he says. Matt Seidel comes out and pops off a little bit. And, dude, the the line where Christian said something to Taz about the buffet thing was pretty good. The line where he tells Seidel, what do you think, everything will just fall into place for you? <laughs> After Seidel had fallen yeah. off the ropes yeah. on his big debut at the last Battle Royal was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so Christian because he didn't even smile. He just, he said it. And if, if you got it, you got it. Right. If not. But that's who Christian is. As a person, as a character, it is always tongue-in-cheek. Even his matches are tongue-in-cheek. You know what I mean? He'll have a match with Seidel. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. But it does feel like, okay, at some point, we got to get on the ball with this guy. He's pretty good. Um, Penta Phoenix approached the ring with Pac, who is wrestling Orange Cassidy. To see whom is going to challenge for a world title with Kenny. What did you think about the match? Um, it was pretty good until Orange got kind of messed up. Orange got knocked out. They had the crazy <laughs> ref. They had the crazy ref spot to where Callus comes out. They have to go on the fly again on the fly. It looks like Callus has to come out and kind of start yelling at Pac. I'm guessing so they can figure out whether this man who was asleep two seconds ago can wrestle again. Um, they figure out he can't. Kenny runs in. Hits him with a belt in the back of the head. The referee misses that, <laughs> which him, I get it. It's on the fly. I'll give him a pass. <laughs> right, I get it. It's on the fly. That's better than walking over there and continuing a match with the guy that's knocked out, and which would be the alternative in this situation. And so we'll take it. Uh, double count out. Kenny thinks, which I've never actually seen a double count out not result in both guys wrestling for the championship. Yes, but whatever. Yes. You, you called this to some degree anyway. That that Kenny would be heavily interfe- involved yes, in this match. Yes, he would be interfering, trying to decide his fate. He's going to have to face both of them at double or nothing. It's it's entertaining. You know, you've seen it so many times before, but it is always entertaining. Yeah. Or it's and of course the match itself is going to be good, provided Orange. Uh, is fine by then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It it depends a lot on if he's had like a history of concussions or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hangman Page 
Yes. Wants Cage at Double or Nothing. Uh, he did a little clever. Clever little, little joke. For you, it'll be Double or Nothing. Right. And John Silver's like, oh, that's the name of the pay-per-view. Did you do that on purpose? Yes. I, I love that, man. I love the Hangman Dark Order stuff. Okay, we wind up moving on to MJF, who gives a very good promo with a ring full of people, and then Tully talks. Oh, my God. He just kind of yelled, gave them all watches. The, he did yell, didn't he? Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Tully. Yeah, the whole the elite, uh, no, the inner circle pull up in a vehicle that has been rigged to shoot champagne. Nobody knows Chris Jericho is still alive. Uh, MJF. <laughs> Dude, this was... Nothing. A, a I train don't wreck and... The inner circle winds up spraying champagne all over MJF's group. The Pentacle. The Pentacle. The Pentacle. Pentacle. That is a better mm. faction. Thank led you. by Penta. Right. Put Penta in this group. It's on. Okay, and so then MJF gets mad. He grabs a mic and says, The words I wanted to hear, which is if we win this. The inner circle must disband forever. Yes. Best and part I have of the promo. never wanted a group to lose more than I want the inner circle to lose and set Sammy and Pride and Powerful free. Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede, yes. Dude, I want them free so bad. I think the match itself will also be entertaining. Be I great. just I hated this segment. It, it just felt Well, I'm done with this rivalry. I'm so done with it. It feels like we're doing it in fast motion. Right, they could have. Why, well, why is this not taking the, months and months and months? It, it, well, every week, it, it's like a, a new chapter every single week. Well, the other thing is too, it's the final. Yeah, it's every week they tell you it's the final thing ever, and then we get it again. And la- yeah, last week was the the supposed end of all matches. Blood and guts. The match beyond. Right. Like and and that wasn't it. Right. They literally quit. They they surrendered. How That's much it. worse can it go than you quit? That's the one thing Tully got right. They're going to shoot, kill Jericho. <laughs> right. Britt Baker is talking to JR about Sheeta. I thought pain can hurt can hurt you or it can change you was a good line. Mm-hmm. I thought the monster that Sheeta created will destroy her was a good line. Mm-hmm. I thought you keep painting me the villain. I'll keep autographing the priceless artwork that comes of it was a great line. In other words, I thought she was spot on perfect here. Absolutely. Which is what she does when you put a mic near her. That is a fact, Jack. Um, we get a Thunder Rosa versus Asmin Allure. I'm 100% sure I said that wrong, and I apologize. Ja- uh, I think just, it is Jasmine Allure. Yeah, it's it's a squash, mm-hmm. which Great. it should have been. Great to see Thunder Rosa. Serena D will be on the show next week against Red Velvet. Let's go. More the better. Christian versus Seidel. Agogo versus Austin Gunn. Bucks versus Blondes. Should be a good show. Jade is still looking for a manager was cool. Main event of the evening. Miro versus Darby. Go. Okay, so uh, I think that match itself was great. I love seeing... I that All I wanted from this match was to see Miro just ragdoll Darby. Yes. It was perfect. And Darby ragdoll himself. That, mm-hmm. uh, that suicide dive was, I think someone said, that was the GOAT suicide dive. He was like he was shot out of a cannon. He bounces off of Miro. It was yeah. crazy. Right. I cannot believe some of the things I saw. Uh, Miro at some point hits him with the nastiest gut wrench suplex. You know the one I'm talking about? He plants Absolutely. him. Oh, my Absolutely. God. 
uh, I thought the match was was awesome. I even did really like that brief little moment with staying. I think it was actually good camera work, which I noticed because it was good camera work, uh, not particularly the standard. <laughs> that says a lot. The uh, but no, there, that, right? There's a moment. Well, it just kills me because like New Japan gets it right so often. Stuff right. stuff like that. Where right. where anyways, Darby's getting the snot beaten out of him. He looks over and he has this moment of, of maybe not fear, but like recognition of like, man, I'm getting my ass beat. Mm-hmm. I might lose. Looks over to Sting and they exchange a couple of words and then they do a quick fist bump because like for me that was like them both coming to terms with what was gonna happen. Or, or at least coming to terms with Darby was going to keep going regardless. Right. Of what outcome was going to happen. Right. And staying being like, okay, this is your decision. Mm-hmm. If you lose, you lose. If you get murdered, by God. The don't throw in the towel moment. Something like that. Not that I really thought not Sting the, was going to do that. Not the Cody don't throw in the towel moment. The oh Rocky God. Apollo yes. don't throw in the towel moment. Yes, yes. That's, that's a good way to put it. Uh, immediately with Darby get, like barely pulling himself up and the camera shot with Darby entering the frame and Miro standing there just like smiling and laughing. Engulfing him, yeah. Literally taking up the whole frame because right. the dude's huge. Right. It was it was so good. And then immediately he puts his hands out and takes right. Darby's like full force slap. Right. And then just like kills him. It was right. great. I thought, now Miro goes over. Excellent. I thought the match was excellent. I yes. thought the result was excellent. I thought the pre-match movie Darby did was excellent because I felt like the elephant in the room with Miro's career even going back beyond his stint in AEW is he really hasn't gotten to do a whole lot he's been involved in comedy things both here and there he was a US champion I believe for a little bit but mostly uh, post the Cena match where he drove the tank to the thing. Post that match, it's been a lot of stuff that wasn't huge as far as the wrestling goes. He hasn't gotten to be the killer. Darby points out, what have you really done? What have you ever really done? And I thought that addressed the elephant in the room without addressing the elephant in the room. And then... And that's really the story of the match. Yes, because then they, they immediately go... This is what he's doing now. Right. Well, not only that, but he bludgeons the man. Right? He doesn't just beat him. Good Lord. Because the, what Miro is supposed to be is a killer. And he goes out there and he becomes a killer. That is wonderful. Now that's it. There were some parts. Sting is out there four minutes into the match, if my mind is correct. He gets attacked. He gets attacked by people that have nothing to do with this, named yeah. Scorpio and Paige. Uh, did I, I'm beginning to really dislike them. Well, that's the point. They beat him up. They hurt his leg. <laughs> well, not for the, maybe not for the right reasons. I hate them because they keep obfuscating things I enjoy rather than right. I think they're dastardly or whatever. Right. Now, Sting's leg gets injured. We have a medical staff check out his leg, which he's not really injured. The no, because he's like walking out. around later. He's limping, but... I'll get there. Okay, then, two minutes after that, we go split screen with the match itself in the small screen while I get a replay of Sting, who has nothing to do with the match, on the ground. Including, we continue the replay of doctors looking at his leg. Instead of watching Miro, and who are killing each other, by the way. Just, again, they're putting their bodies out there. Darby's right. dying. <laughs> 
Three minutes later, after Miro has bludgeoned Darby outside of the ring and the momentum gets swung just a tad in Darby's favor. Big moment. I can't help but notice the injured Sting is again on the apron and JR and Tony begin to discuss Darby in his relation to who he is in his relationship with Sting. Oh my God, I was so mad at this point. But then we turn around. Again, this is Miro's moment. And I forgive you for not giving me Christopher Daniels moment earlier. He was a bloody mess. You had to cut away. Yeah, I'll forgive you for that. That's fair. <laughs> you had to. You tried to give me a little bit with the hug post-commercial. Miro's moment. I, I, I'm that, going to rebook the finish oh, later. God. S-S-E, uh, Scorpio page attack Sting again. But you know, they don't beat Sting up. Sting actually holds them off with a bad leg. Throws one against the railing. Pushes the other one. And I will tell you this. I have never heard of Steve Borden being a man who advocates for him being booked strong. I've never I can't imagine he came up with the concept of let's b- let's blast my leg and then make me look strong as I fight two grown men off and then had the dark order come running out. Now again, this is Miro's moment. Okay? Now, then as we cut to the end, Forgot Archer comes the dark out order thing honestly. <laughs> Archer comes out and and snakes with him. And Snake holds him back, and he's grabbing his heart in one hand and his arm in the other, holding him back. And, okay, rebook the finish. It's cut all the nonsense. Finish is fantastic. Finish is great. Finish is fantastic. He's got him in the hold. He's got him. That's a new version of it where he lays it back. Perfect. Chokes him out. Could have killed him. Boom. Pyro next. Miro alone. Sting helping Darby out of the ring as they walk up the stairs, both injured and hurt. Yes. Archer comes down without Jake. Archer stands on the apron, flexes his arms as he pushes the ropes down, yes. and stares at Miro, and Miro holds the belt up high. Give me credits. Literally. I have two monsters staring at each other. That's where we're going with Miro, who has just pronounced himself the killer on the the main stage. Yes. But why didn't we do that? How is Jake the Snake holding this man back? He's about to have heart failure. (laughs) Failure. That's the point. He's having heart failure. (laughs) You know? It is a thing with AEW where they, they won't let moments breathe. Or, or just Ever. The, the, the production around moments is is really wonky, uh, which is so like what crazy. I said earlier that I stood out to me because it was well done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not. It's, it's so weird how great. everything is just kind of all over the place. And again, I, I, the wrestling was wonderful. Yes, oh, same with the board. Same with uh, well, the whole day, the whole evening wrestling was really. Well, it also great. kills me because the first match was presented perfectly, right? Without without problem. Perfectly awesome. I loved it. It hyped me up. It was awesome. It was yeah. everything I wanted it to be. Right. And this was, and then again, I'm really happy for Miro. I yeah, hope absolutely. he has a long reign. I hope everything goes well for him. And I, and I, you know, that's just so crazy that the the way they booked that thing. It's just like, and, and and knowing what little bit I know of Sting is to not know him personally to to think there's no way he came up with this idea. And then I fend both of them off. Yeah. Two men in their it's prime. It's very Hoganish. It's very Hoganish. I yeah, I find send, it hard to believe. Send the whole roster at me. I fight them off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So what happened? Anything going on in New Japan? Uh, right, more wrestlers got sick. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. So then that's a wrap. That's a wrap. What a great week of wrestling we had. My man, Jared, <laughs> me, KP. This has been a Go Home Heat production. Copyright 2021. Check our friends out at The Gin Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. And go home.